This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Good morning to you both. Morning. morning. And um, it's nice. It's, it's early on, it's early doors, and early already doors. I've had an uncontrollable laughing fit off air. Be, because Frank told me that Stanley Matthews played football until he was 50. Yeah, played professional football. <laughs> we were talking. <laughs> Emily was asking me how long I thought um, Cristiano Ronaldo might play for, and I pointed out that Stanley Matthews played until he was 50. I don't know if that could happen mm. in the Premier League. Oh, I Not wish so it sure. would. I think he was he still like. Change his game oh. <laughs> he was still like beating three men, you know, and, and he was in, in many ways the Ronaldo of his day with his, um, his jinxing, dribbly runs. I wish you still oh, Obviously, that was when he got to 50. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss the, uh, I miss the bald footballers. Yeah, well, there's oh, a, yeah. Uh, he was bald. Uh, well, I know. Stanley Matthews. He also he advertised cigarettes. <laughs> but to be fair to Different him... times. To be fair to him, he would only advertise tipped cigarettes because he was a professional sportsman. <laughs> he was such a responsible man. He I was, very. And he used to say... It, the advert said something about cork, about the cork cleaning out all the bad stuff, which, He's, can I say, kids, it doesn't. No. All cigarettes are very... The transplant has wiped out the uh, bald footballer, and I just, you know. There's a few, there's a few uh, left. Really? Yeah. We won't name them. There's, uh, who's the Sheffield United? A lot of them oh, grow beards. And then Frank goes to name them. They grow beards, so they look like. Do you remember those iron filing games when you could move iron filings around with a magnet yes. to make beards and uh, hair and stuff? They, they go for that look. Yeah. 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 Nothing wrong with beard. Some the producer is pointed out. Who goes out with a man who's got a beard like a like a forest? It's luxurious. Oh, it's well cared for. It's lush. See, my beard was because I was too drunk to shave. <laughs> Consequently, it was not um, it was not well groomed at all. No, but no, I've, seen, I've seen the pictures, darling. But when you see a nice beard, you think oh, nice beard. <laughs> yeah, you do, don't That's you? me, that's me, that's what I think. But, Who's you know, your favourite beard? Oh, Brian Blessed, come on. I don't know about Brian, he's oh, so loud. Of controversy. I would think there yeah. was a, a sort of doormat of saliva constantly under the lower lip. Because you know how actors... Most of all, we've been to the theatre when you see spit shooting all over the place. Of course, yeah. nowadays, it's like being on a shooting range. Yeah. So dangerous. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so no, I don't like it as much. Okay. I like, um, I like those uh, ZZ Top beards. Oh. Uh, Do you know what I mean? I like it. You could easily like get a, a comb through Nordic them. One. Nordic. Yes. Yeah, I... I used to have beard envy of the um, Premier League footballer Olaf Melberg. Who oh, yes. oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know where he's gone to, but um, it, he had a very handsome he's beard. He's probably gone to Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Can I tell you something that happened to me at the weekend? Sure. When I left this show, I went away for a, um, for a sojourn in the country. Mm. Um, right. I drove to... Um, to Middle England, such a journey in the country. Yeah, I drove to Stinchcombe, which is in Gloucestershire. Do you know it? Oh, no. no. Okay. It's 107 miles, took me five and three-quarter hours. Oof. Wowee. Yeah, I ate that a bit of... That car uh, sounds really slow. I ate a bit of... You know what? I ate a bit of a snarl-up. Oh, hey. It was oh, a snarl-up. No. There's no other way of putting it. What Terrible. happened? Oh, well, I, I was... Not much. I wanted to tell you this because of the extent of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a long journey, Frank. And I didn't stop for a comfort break. Did you? What? No. Your control is phenomenal. I oh, know. Partly oh, because we I know that <laughs> he might have soiled his brand new car. No, it, it's partly because I hate comfort in all its manifestations. <laughs> yes, you do. Not the fabric conditioner. No, no. 
Uh, actually, no. I hate that. I hate that as well. <laughs> I'm going to officially say I hate comfort, the fabric. I don't like my jumpers until they feel like they're made of hessian. <laughs> Only then can I truly feel at home in them. I thought if this couldn't double as an elephant man cowl, I don't want to wear it. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did. This is this is what really was bad for morale. <laughs> is that the the A forty was so bad? I did a thing I never ever do, and I thought I'm going to get off at the next junction and oh, yeah. find my way round this, which is not. I mean, I can't find my way to the lavatory most of the time. You still every time we leave Absolute Radio, you sort of slightly falter knowing where to go to your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, when I get in my car, and I noticed this this morning, mm. when I approach my car, I have to look for the steering wheel <laughs> so I know which door to get in. Wow. I always have to do that. <laughs> Nevertheless, I decided to get off at a junction, and I thought, and there was still a load of traffic because a lot of other people getting off because it was really like the end mm. of the world, not, you know, stationary traffic. So Can what I, I did... Ask, I'm sorry to interject, uh, but Al, I'm, I'm sure you'll appreciate the need to ask this. Were you using Waze or, no. or another... I was using that nav? whatever's, I'm not paid by Waze. Has, whatever's on the his, car. His new car okay. must have sat nav. Yeah, exactly. So I was using that. I've got it 3D. I don't want it 3D, but I can't get it off it. All right. And also later this week, a woman has started giving me directions on it. I don't yeah, like the voice. Yeah, but will do that. No, but I don't like the voice. I don't want the voice. I can't switch it off. I'm stopped with it. You can get Boy George's voice, which is good. No. I don't want anyone's okay, voice. Okay. It's the crocs. Anyway, so I got off. I actually went off at the junction, which is one of the most grown-up things I've ever done in a car. And I Would followed. it be more grown up to get out of the car and go for a walk like some people do in traffic jams? Yeah, people, I, um, I, don't, I don't get it. I, uh, I saw a bit of road rage <laughs> yesterday when a man got out of his car to go and tell off this bloke who'd cut in front of him. Because if Excellent. you cut in front of someone, you don't want to be doing it interstationary traffic. <laughs> yeah. And he came round and they were, oh man, it was so male. Oh. Can you send me the video? I didn't, I didn't. It would have been a good video, actually, because a lot of finger, a lot of finger wagging, but the bloke didn't wind down his window, and I always think, ah, you win if they don't wind down their window. Oh, yeah. Go on, so, you, so you're off the junction. So this is what I did. I got off at the junction, and mm. I thought, well, I've, I have achieved something now. Mm. And then, of course, I started uh, heading for the, uh, the next junction. Mm. And then I drove around a bit and there's still a lot of traffic because everyone was trying to get out of it. Anyway, I got back onto the A40 exactly where I'd come (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just, as I I drove down, I thought, that van, I recognised that van. (gasps) That van was just in front of me and now it's like 200 yards. And I just drove straight back into the same traffic jam just a bit further back. How did you feel? Oh, it I felt, felt um, unwell. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Luckily, I had. Um, I think it was the Time Sirens, which is a three doctor adventure on CD. Oh, here we go. Which got me through it. I also at one point listened to Ralph Richardson reading the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner three times in succession because I had I had time oh. on my hands. Yeah, Could you imagine being stuck in traffic hearing that from the god? Sadder and a wiser man, he uh, was the morrow morn. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the guitar- it is, and he did. It, he does it like that. It is an ancient man. He doesn't just do it. It's an ancient man. It is an ancient mariner. He stoppeth one in three. Car horn sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, so it was a terrible circular Kafka-esque man trapped in the modern world drama on the way home. But um it's all right. on Absolute Radio. The last big traffic jam I got stuck in, I was trying to get back home to watch England play in the Euros and uh, and completely missed the game. Mm. Um, maybe we should run a where were you going when you did your last big when you got stuck in your last big traffic jam? Well, my plus, my plus was there wasn't a, a 
a real deadline to get to the place mm. I was going, which then you can relax. I mean, it, it, it becomes, for a man of my age, a bit of shed time, you know, sitting in the yes. car on your own. It's quite nice. I had some uh, chocolate almonds with me. Oh, Extra nice. strong mints. Extra strong oh. mints. Lovely cab driver from the 70s. And of course, water, water <laughs> everywhere and all the boards <laughs> did shrink. Well, I've um, had a few ju- long journeys, Frank, myself, mm. and I got, I had a, I wouldn't describe it as a traffic jam. It was sort of um, a gentle hold up. Yeah, it wasn't a snarl up. Oh, wasn't a snarl up. <laughs> and I find, I quite like it though, the sense of community, that I feel they're my temporary brethren. The cars, you know, you get quite familiar with the cars that are sort of immediately in front of you and next to you. Yeah. And when the traffic yeah. jam disperses, I feel I feel slightly empty inside. I feel like I have to say goodbye to them. I miss them, is what I'm saying. Well, I was in a lovely one in, um, <laughs> in Marseille where a man started blasting his horn, even though clearly nothing could be done. And in the end, we all did. <laughs> Everybody started blasting. <laughs> and it was sort of at the universe, <laughs> not at other car use. And it was a lovely communal feeling. Do you also sort of feel, boys? Kind of thing. Yeah, it was a bit of that. It, it, it reminded me, of course, you know, when a, when an alien uh, um, <laughs> attacks the Earth and suddenly the Earthlings become unified, like an Independence Day, that kind of thing. Yeah. I have another, um, well, another great thing about the traffic jam is... I feel it's a calorie-free zone. Not when you've got chocolate almonds and extra <laughs> strong mint. Oh, no, but I think she means they don't count. It doesn't exactly count. It's saying. like being on a plane. I sort of feel all the rules go out oh, the yes, window. Yes. The tang fast sticks, oh, yeah. I ate a packet. Yeah. It's quite, I mean, that's, that's quite a lot. My frustrating thing was I ran out of um, Doctor Who Big Finish audio. <laughs> And then I yeah. realised afterwards that in the new car, I can play it straight from the app. Oh. And I've, I oh. thought I haven't got the CDs. That was frustrating. Oh. But generally, it was OK. And when I arrived, everyone was going, oh, God, that must have been a nightmare. And I was saying, no, it was, it was all right, actually. Five and three quarter hours in the car. Wow. Well, yeah. it's a new car and it's, yeah. not, you know, it's not a major hardship, is it? I feel I've, I've worked my way around the dash a bit more now. <laughs> yeah. It's a great way of finding your way around the dash, is five and three, five and three quarter hours in solid traffic. Because you can yeah. have a look at it, you know, you're not, there's no one going to, uh, you're not going to hit anything so you're not moving. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, uh, I saw some, I'll tell you a couple of things I saw though, I saw. What, on the dash? I saw two things I've never seen before. Now you okay. might both turn on me and say, what? Frank, There's one of those on every I, corner. But I think we'll this see. is too good to waste. I think you should do a little tra- tease <laughs> for two things that Frank found two on his dash. Two things I saw on the road that I, that I <laughs> have never seen before. When I say on the road, I mean, you know. We know. Yeah. I don't mean that. I'm not going to list roadkill if anyone's anxious. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Biggest roadkill you've ever no. seen. 8, 12, Brilliant. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm playing that for my partner, Kath, who loves Kate Bush and whose birthday it was this week. What did I buy her? What? Well, I bought her a Sharpies box set. That's sharp. Nice. No, oh. it's Sharpies, a collection of Sharpies Felt of various colours. Yeah. Oh. But different... Back I to school. I didn't realise. <laughs> yeah. well, beginning of a new got, term. Well, the care. Got <laughs> back to school. In a, uh, two for the, three for the price of two offer in the uh, back was, to school I section. didn't know there was <laughs> fine Sharpies. Did you? Fine pointed ones. I'm not that. Oh. I'm not that up on the world no, of sharp no. pat sharpies. In fact, the, what the sharpies I've come to know ought to be called blunties. Oh, that means something else, Frank. Does it? Mm. Oh, does it? Not, okay. not to Frank. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, here's like one of the things I, I was driving past a, a public house. And uh, I saw parked on the car park. Hang on, is this part of your teaser? This is one of the things. The I... two, we li- what, what we did, we li- we're on tenterhooks here. I haven't been this excited since uh, the last Doctor Who season started. No, so... Two things Frank saw on the road. OK. Mm-hmm. So parked on the pub car park, there was a psychic hot... <laughs> 
and a psychic hot was it was a trailer on a car and it said psychic hot and on the back of it the door was shut and I, I wrote this down it said that reading in progress do not knock the door no it said I, I suppose if you do not once for yes, twice for no, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So it was and and it was uh, it was bright red trailer, oh. and I uh, I had I was really hoping because there was a front door where you went for consultations, and then at the back there was another door which must be where the bloke goes out for a smoke or whatever if it's, or a woman. And I was really hoping there'd be a couple of blokes dressed as ghosts, <laughs> just hanging around out the back, waiting for their appearance. But, with the um, with the Reebok trainers visible on yeah. the sheet. But can you believe it was quite a deluxe, quite an, a, a cute little trailer, bright red. Oh, I think. I think there's quite a bit of money in uh, ripping people off about the other world. Isn't oh. it? Well, I'm looking, I'm not saying they're ripping people the off. I believe spirits. they are now no, part of the entertainment industry, are they not? Oh. Are they? I think they it's have to up. define what they do as entertainment legally. Is that right? Mm, yeah. I believe so. But anyway, it's 20 quid a throw. It's, it's had all the details on the, on the outside. And it's in. And what's the address? Is it public? Well, it's mobile. Park? Oh. So it, you could get. It, 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 they'll come oh, to you. They come to you. Yeah. Like Deliveroo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Deliver. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Frank, that needs a jingle. Come that, on. That what, is incredible work. That's what they should call it, I think. <laughs> So anyway, I saw her, I saw that, and then I saw... Now, I, you guys might have seen... It was one of those things that I thought, I bet these have been around for ages, but I've never seen it. It's a new phenomenon. Oh, now we've we got another cliffhanger. I've got two cliffhangers over the two things. Don't do this to me, Frank. I mean, the excitement levels, I can't cope. I know, luckily, <laughs> knowing that I'm a man who can go five and three-quarter hours without urinating has helped me get through the, the stress of these two cliffhangers. OK. Um, but um, it's going to be all right, everyone. It's worth waiting for, or not. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, so now uh, this is one of these. I feel uh, this could go wrong because I could tell you this, and it could just be nonsense, and I've misinterpreted it, and I'll be humiliated publicly. Oh, that's a very the idea. Observational comedy, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, I, I, this, I I'll, I'll have a go. <laughs> I think um, humiliation is is probably my best cardiovascular nowadays. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so. I saw a man who this had... This is a, the second thing we should yeah, say that I Frank saw, saw on the road. I saw a car and it had a sticker on the back that said, I've got a black box fitted. Yeah. Now, the only black box I've ever heard of is the thing on that tells you what went wrong on the aeroplane. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, like, I like your technical description. Yeah. The thing that tells you what went wrong. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what it's for, isn't it? But yeah. this... Um, then it had like it was like a joke sticker also, and it said yes I'm, and then there were some words with asterisks. Oh, how I'm not happy, But basically, I'm not happy about it either. And then this, uh, the driver was observing the speed limit so religiously. Well, it was annoying. You know what it's like when people right. observe the speed limit. What a square, yeah. eh? I oh, know. I mean, they're, <laughs> only, the, they're, only, a, they're only a guide. <laughs> For goodness <laughs> sake, they're, clearly they're only a guide. Um, you know what, Al? Since he's got that new car, no, yeah. but he's right, a real boy race. He's him, turned he? into one of those guys, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? You know what I mean, though. It reminded yeah. me of. Um, I'm assuming, I mean, tell me, does that mean that as a black box won't let you go above the speed limit? I think it sort thing. of watches them. I don't know for sure. Is it like the spy in the cab? Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah. Lorry drivers used to moan about the spy in the cab, the tachograph, I think it was called. That's right, it's still uh, going, I think. Yeah, imagine how confused Mexican lorry well, drivers must have been by that. <laughs> does he, so does he mean he's, he's, got, he's watching you? 
Well, yeah, is it the so. equivalent of when the News of the World used to say our lawyers are watching? No, but he's... I think what happens is if they then have a crash, the insurers look at the black box and they say, actually, you are driving at 32 mph during this impact. Yeah, but who which would is have above that? the legal speed limit. Who would want uh, that in their car? Somebody that wants 100 quid a year off their car insurance or whatever it is. And the, and the price they have to pay is to observe <laughs> the speed limit. Is to be, is to be watched. There is yeah, an yeah. enough, not for £10,000 would I do that. <laughs> well, so Absolute Radio encourages city, everyone to observe the national course, speed limit. Of course, of course. I'm only, of All course, right, this, is light, this is uh, light-heartedness. I wouldn't for one okay. second break any speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make that absolutely clear. So this character, Frank, and I, and I have to say anyone with a sign saying oh, I've got a black box fitted I would describe very much as a character yeah well especially as it sort of said yes I'm blah Boring blah character. asterisked about it as well is what it said yeah does it mean he's had a previous run in with the law I mean it's sort of the equivalent of an electronic tag isn't it yeah. It's saying, look, I've got to have this black box. It, it's my shame, yeah, Well, I wondered if it was like a sort of ASBO tag or something like that that you had to have if you've been... You know, it's I don't the, know if they have those anymore, Frank. It's, it's a stage. You know that speeding course? I think both of you went on it, didn't you? Those, oh, those name and shame, why don't you? <laughs> we went on it together. We went on it together. It's how We're we not the ones. <laughs> That'd be a great romance, wouldn't it? We're better on a speeding course. <laughs> Yeah, we took things pretty steady at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, anyway, it was, uh, I found it. Um, yeah, there, there he was observing the speed limit like there was um, no tomorrow. Oh. In fact, more like there was a tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Uh, some of you have, and we'll be reading those in a second. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We've had a lovely... Uh, I'm going to retweet it, actually, from one of our listeners, Eve Potts. OK. I like the sound of Eve Potts. She Sounds is like a relative a... of Caractacus. Yeah. Or an event in the Highland Games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Potts family yeah. were away this week, skimming stones on Ullswater. Oh. Nice. And uh, comedy gold, Eve Potts has pointed out, from the youngest Potts this week. Good stones with lots of bounce referred to as Frank Skimmers. Very nice. I tell you what I like about that is my son is a very... Um, enthusiastic stone skimmer so I can drop that in it is a great feeling when you get anything oh, over yeah. four mm. bounces it's really tremendous and he's with his father mm. Matthew Potts who I, what I like is Matthew refers to himself as uh, an official grumpy git oh. so oh. he'd actually he'd be a lovely friend for you Frank yeah welcome to the gang yeah, yeah. it's um is it true that Barnes Wallace the man who invented the bouncing bomb <laughs> Um, who, who broke down a lot of German dams. Is it true that he got the idea from watch, watching his child skimming a stone on the thing? Do you oh, have any ideas? Very specific text in your It mind. is. I was going to say, I mean... 12, you know 15. my Barnes Wallace um, yeah. text? Specific have you ever seen the film? We're only going to get yes or no text messages. Mm. The but. Dan Busters film has got the worst special effects of any film I've ever seen from any Oh, era. have you not seen Doctor Who recently? How <laughs> dare you? Frank, Steve Clifton has also been in touch. Steve-o! So <laughs> Steve Clifton from Sales. Yeah, I was talking to Steve uh, Clifton about the van. He said he's done 11k, we're going to have to ramp it. Sorry, have I drifted on to talk radio? Um, Steve Clifton saw a girl wearing one of those sweatshirts with her classmates' names on the back. Oh, you know, yeah. that I believe that's a, a thing in schools, isn't yeah. it? From the logo, I could tell she went to a faith school. So okay. I was disappointed that it still said Leavers 21, i.e. the year, when surely Believers 21 would have oh. been far more appropriate. Yeah, that would have been good. Well, still next time. <laughs> They'll be leaving again next year, let's face it. 
And we've also had a lot of people, Al, haven't we, getting in touch about the uh, black box. Oh, yes, the black box. So what? So was Al right? It's a sort of an insurance uh, thing. Pretty much. It's a um, motoring issue. Of course he was right. Of course. Uh, young drivers can have black boxes to get cheaper insurance. They're restricted to speed miles they do. Insurance for under 20-year-olds is around £4,000. And black box, <laughs> perfect sound effect, by the way. That was really good. I've been black spending a lot of time with builders. Reduce this by 1,000. My goodness. Yeah. That's all right. From Martin. Um, I had a weird thing the other day with a, a car. This is uh, very illustrative of the change in my life over the years. I, I was driving and the car made this horrific metal screeching sound. Oh, like no. Properly horrible, like, not even sci-fi, like, just re- too real. I was going to say, that's what Frank like, has all the time with his Davros tapes. <laughs> like, I mean, I really... And I, as it happened, it was a noise that I thought I had heard on a previous car that we'd had where behind the wheel, like, a, a metal dust plate had come off oh. and was screeching <laughs> against the wheel. You hadn't gone through your synchro mesh, <laughs> I hope. Anyway, I so happened to be, like, just two corners away from a mechanic that I use quite often. Oh, God, that's... So I just, oh, I just drove it straight mechanic to Mechanic I use quite often? Yeah, my local mechanic. Oh, um, God, I- I wonder oh, what mine is. I must, ask, I must ask my PA. Am I, I going to have to do a cliffhanger on the noise I heard from my car wheel? Because it's time to... Yeah, yeah I, I'm, a, oh, I'm, I'm keen on that. Are you, can you do anything like an impression of it, though? Oh, it was like... But worse, it's a hundred times. Emily's right. That I hear that a lot in my car, but it is my big finish audio. (laughs) (laughs) Did it at any point go, Doctor? (laughs) I can't remember it doing so. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was mid uh, car wheel noise anecdote. Yeah. Um, but yes. at first, I didn't know it was the car wheel. I just I knew that it sounded a bit like a previous car problem that I'd had, where this metal sort of dust cap was screeching against the the wheel. So I took it round to Andy, my local mechanic, and he. Uh, he <laughs> Sorry, are you in an episode of EastEnders? Who has a local up. mechanic called Andy? Everyone's got a local mechanic, haven't they? Yeah, you? I think they must have. So he jacked the car up and he took the wheel off and he's sort of putting his hand behind it and a tiny stone fell out as he was taking the wheel. And it had been between, like, two metal plates making a horrific sound. And Andy swore. He said, you know, uh, there it is, the little thing. He wasn't happy about it. Anyway... This is the reason that I bring this up, because it's quite illustrative of my change in life. I phoned my wife and said, oh, yeah, it was a stone the size of couscous. <laughs> and then <laughs> said, and Al, then, you've ruined this. I there was so much myself. testosterone in this story, <laughs> I and I was I loving that, and now you've ruined it, it. It gets worse. I corrected myself when on the phone. I went, actually, no, not couscous, more like bulgar wheat. <laughs> Wow! I said, no, no. I said no, no. It was even bigger than that. It was about the size of a toasted pine nut. Oh and wow! I got free school dinners, and now listen to me. Welcome, Al. We're I mean, happy to have you. Yeah. Really middle class mechanical problems I'm having now. That's uh, it's good, Doc, because I couldn't picture bulgar wheat. I mean, I, I, I must have eaten it, but I couldn't. If, just like that, if somebody said to me, if they if they got a wheat identification mm. chart, mm. Uh, yeah, I'd struggle yeah. on that. You all have been I mean, served it, Frank, at one of those um, parish brunches. But if you crash the gears now, if that's still possible, is it isn't it synchro mesh that that you remove? <laughs> People are always talking about that. I well, know. I don't know. You're just making up terms now. So oh, okay. Anyone out there? 8, 12, 15. Synchro what's synchro mesh? <laughs> Andy, Andy will know, won't he? Oh, yeah. Ask Andy. Yeah. Do you know I love that you've got a, a guy called Andy? Great, it must be great, I miss yeah. having a I like those those people, and, and a woman, you know, but I'm just saying in this instance, 
Andy is there for all your mechanical needs, and I like yeah. people like that. But when you go around, Dal, are you slightly uncomfortable at, at the sight of his um, ribald calendar? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. How okay. many nu- how many pe- how many peanuts has he torn off? <laughs> oh, I'd be worse than that. I bet. Oh, will it? Yeah. But you're going to get your hands dirty anyway. I find whenever I go in to get something, there's a place not far from you, Frank, you'll know where it is, where I go regularly. No, I to won't. Get my, I won't know. Oh, no, you won't, actually. <laughs> um, to get my, my pressure checked, etc. And oh, okay. I find... Therapy. I, I, <laughs> I assume a bit of a persona, sort of garage girl. Oh, OK. I go a little bit like, yeah, I'm laid back, I'm cool girl. I sort of go, hey guys. I wouldn't ever say that. Oh, that oh I see. I like that you'd go a little bit posher. <laughs> oh no. I think they'd like that. <laughs> oh, that posh yeah. bird uh, coming in this afternoon. <laughs> oh no. No, I go a bit, you know, sort of, hey guys, uh, how you doing? Oh, I don't, I don't like my garage persona. I'm no, trying. It's a bit try hard, it's, Frank. It's not. It's not. You know, you don't have to do it that much of the time. Um, well, there you go. Um, so uh, I feel now, I mean, that thing where there was a moment I could have got out the link. Oh, no, I've I, ruined it. No, no, you haven't. I did a bit. It. No, no, I could have got out there. That would have been. Well, I'll tell you what. Go on. I'll tell you I'll what we could thing. get out on. Go on. The lovely thing for you from 387. Go on. Saw Frank at the Liverpool Empire recently, and he was much like a scarecrow, outstanding in his field. That, that's good, that, isn't it? Okay, yeah, I thought that you'd like that. Put a smile on your little face. Yeah, and also, I've got a scarecrow element. As I was once introduced <laughs> by Bob Monkhouse, and he said, and now Frank Skinner, a man who hasn't let success go to his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, yeah, what else from the outside world? Well, um... I think first and foremost, we we should deal with the fact that we've had synchromesh ah. defined for us. Okay. Um, zero eight two has helped. Hi team. Synchromesh removes the need to double D clutch, i.e., when you change gear, you don't have to match the engine revs to the new gear. Um, there you go. No, I was I accused of making that word up. Synchromesh. Yes. Yes. No, it were. turns out. I, I humbly apologise. How marvellous. Um, or something like that, and then he says, "You still hear lorry drivers double D clutching." Uh, regards, Jimmy the Face. It's a different world. Jimmy the Isn't Face. Um, I'd also like to just hark back to last week's show for a message that we've um, just got in. I love it when Six, we hark nine, eight. back. Mm. Of yeah. course you do. Previously on the show, you were discussing um, uh, writing letters to people that gonna... you were a fan of, and like you know, fan mail. Yes. And responses there, therein. Um, 698 has just sent this splendid example. Catching up on last week's show and interesting responses to fan letters. In the late 70s, while I was at primary school, we were encouraged to write to theatres in London and to ask famous actors for an autograph and mm. one or two insights into their world. <laughs> I wrote a very polite letter to Kenneth Williams at the Old Vic. Mm-hmm. Imagine my excitement oh. on receiving his handwritten reply. Unfortunately, there is no record of his vituperative, expletive-laden response as my mum instantly ripped it up and threw it in the bin. Oh, no. As it reduced yeah. me to horrified tears. <laughs> Suffice to say, it was a no. That's from Ruth oh. in Blackheath. Well, oh, for balance, I would like to say <laughs> I had a wonderful autograph uh, opportunity from him. I was a lot, you know, I was banned from asking for autographs. Oh, were well, you? Fair My enough. parents wouldn't let me. They said, "Don't bother people when they're on the day off, darling. It's very rude." But I, I thought it was fine. And Kenneth Williams, he was at my school fete, right? And I queued, I queued for Williams. And you know, Al, I've got to say, for balance, I'd like to offer some balance here. He, he was charming. Okay. I mean, it's hard. You, you can see someone losing their temper having a bad day, but to write a letter, <laughs> get down, write a letter, put it in an envelope, yeah. po- put a stamp on it, it's and you're still angry enough to send it during that entire process. That's quite a thing. 
Unless he thought it was really funny to send like a letter full of like it might have been tongue in cheek abuse. <laughs> it might. <laughs> it doesn't work on the page. Like text yeah, especially when you're writing to children, it's probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I was dining out with Peter Cook once. I can't actually tell you what he said, mm. but a guy came up to him and um, told him what a massive fan he was and stuff. And he uh, was uh, abusive to him, but it was it was just perfectly, just the right side of the bloke was sort of enjoying it. Yes. But um, maybe maybe Ken kindly slipped off below the line. Yeah. I have to do it now. If he was a, if he was also a World War Two aeroplane. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Al was uh, sharing with us a fan letter story with a somewhat tragic ending. Well, uh, let's 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 say Kenneth Williams misjudged his audience and that it was all supposed to be comical. I like to think so. Yes, he didn't read the room. He didn't read the room. No, he didn't read the room. Look, he did, he wasn't hiding. I mean, he did call his memoir Acid Drops. <laughs> yes, Goodness sake. Uh, Vince from Birmingham has gone in touch. OK. When I was 12, 13, I had a massive crush on Svetlana Boginskia, who is a Russian gymnast at the Seoul Olympics. OK. CFAX or Oracle... Marvellous. Had a page about getting in contact with Olympians. Really? Yeah. So, somewhat irresponsible of CFAX or Oracle. Anyway, so I sent her a letter asking for a signed photo. I thought nothing of it. Until about two months later, my mum woke me up in an agitated state, asking why I'd been sent a letter from the Russian embassy. Mm-hmm. Well, she must have been worried that a shy yeah. altar boy from the Birmingham suburbs had been got to by the KGB. Alas, no espionage was involved, just a bit of innocent deviancy. No photo was sent, by the way. Oh. Just a small letter advising that Svetlana didn't do that sort of thing <laughs> and not to get in touch again. Brutal. <laughs> wow, that was brutal. I like the totally gratuitous never get in touch again. Yeah, because it would have been easier for Svetlana to just sign a photo, wouldn't it? Or ignore it, just ghost them. Yeah, she, maybe she'd become a non-person in the meantime. Oh, oh God don't. Forbid. Oh, dear. I want to Google her now to see what he what he found in this. Oh, yeah, right, you want to Google her to see what he found. Yeah, I'm, I'm owning up to that. Well, good luck Googling Russian gymnasts. I'd clear history if I were you. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I'd never guess at her name. It'd take me an hour or two. Get it. Well, I, wrote, I wrote to Zola Bod, so I've got nothing to be proud really? of. Did you really? I did, yeah. What did you say? I got a signed photo back. What did you say? I said I was an enormous fan of hers and very impressed by her um, athletic prowess. Bare feet. I don't think I mentioned that. Okay. You didn't mention that? No, I I mean, you know. That must have been difficult. No, it was the first letter. (laughs) It's not like emails. There's something naturally sordid about emails, but a letter has a formality about it. It's a lovely letter, a nice photo. Did she send you a nice photo? Did she sign it personally? Yes, signed. One imagined a sort of woman who wrote a name with a tongue sticking out the corner of her mouth. Do you know what I mean? Very carefully, very hard pressed on the photo. Right, really, you could see a bit of the signature at the back of the card. Yeah. It'd have been nice if she'd put her feet into paint and then just stepped on the letter. That would have been. I imagine her feet were as hard as iron. Seems amazing to think she ran in bare feet now, doesn't it? It does. I think. Yeah. Okay. She breeds um, ostriches now. (laughs) (laughs) On on her farm in Bloemfontein. Oh, is that true? Keeping up to date with her on the old uh, Google alerts. You got the old bud alerts on your phone. Oh yeah, it hasn't everyone. (laughs) <laughs> Frank, uh, Frank gets updates on Doctor Who and Zola Bart. <laughs> Bad alerts. Well, I'd also like to. Have we got time? We might have to trail. Should we trail this, Frank? Go Let's on, trail. It. Previously, 
as part of our uh, previous correspondence, most embittered mastermind contestant ever. Well, that's got me hooked. Because <laughs> let's face it, that's going to be a big crowd to choose that from, I would have thought. <laughs> Very briefly, <laughs> line zero four, we went to West Midland Safari Park on Wednesday. Oh. Whilst driving around that area, I did wonder if I saw Frank driving a black Land Rover Jeep-type vehicle. Could it be oh, Frank as a keeper? Yeah. Frank working in the middle of safari. If I worked, I'd insist on one of those with, like, zebra print. You know you know those two? Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, I want zebra print. I don't want a black one. Frank, are you a ranger? No, I haven't, I haven't got any ranger work. I did okay. once feed the penguins at the Cotswold Safari Park. Oh. That was great. Lovely. They love a bit of fish, the penguins. Do they? Is that oh, all God, they eat they in the fish? That's all I gave them. They might have a... I don't know if there was a dessert given by another celebrity. <laughs> what were you expecting? <laughs> Paul O'Grady turning up with a pavlova. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose I thought... Well, they won't just eat fish. You know, you'd get bored, wouldn't you? I thought they might... You think they get some chips? Some no, I thought they might, sauce, you know. Mushy peas. Also, what sort <laughs> like, of cannibals you know, are these people? I mean, if they get if they could get any food, it will keep where they operate in the, you know, yeah. the, the freezing thing. How long does it keep? I mean, for I suppose them? there's a there's a big myth that um, mice eat cheese, don't they? But if you've ever got mouse traps, then apparently the thing to put on there is chocolate, like Snickers or some bacon or something. Is that right? Al, I'll tell you what else. Apparently, uh, so. peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Rats. Let's not talk about killing animals, or, or Al will read out the biggest ever roadkill text. <laughs> <laughs> we have had that reply. But I know, but it, right. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. If, was I serious? I don't know. But it was. It was. It's too. It's. It's sad. No, yeah. and I'll it's sad. It and also, there. with your work as the uh, ranger for the West Midlands Safari exactly, Park, you know. And, you know, you need to be careful of this, Frank. <laughs> I mean, you know, imagine the, the the problems we have getting rid of an elephant when they pass. Mm. Yeah. It's I see difficult. he was a sort of, uh, what was his name? Mr Peasley, I think he was called. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> Peasley, on a, Peasley. We're on a cliffhanger. I'm the sorry. The most embittered mastermind contestant. Yes, I think this was something I suspect that came up when the recent uh, mastermind winner, yes. who I think you had some sort of um, online connection with... Uh, oh, I don't know what you're suggesting. Did um, you slip into your DMs? Then? No, I didn't meet him on Raya or Tinder. But I saw him uh, do an interview with... I think he was the youngest ever winner, was he? And then we replaced... He was. And they, he, mm -hmm. they, they had a little chat with him and the previous uh, youngest ever winner who seemed to hate him. No, he was very <laughs> charming. record. He got in touch with me briefly. I mean, it wasn't a sort of Northampton clown type you know, uh, blossoming romance. No. But uh, he was very charming and just got in touch with us. So, mm -hmm. OK. We have heard from Budgie. Oh, no, that's re-Budgie. I didn't apologise. <laughs> oh, that was Adam Faith. Uh, morning all. I just caught up with your show of two weeks ago in which Frank came out with the vile lies of tomorrow's world. Oh, yes. <laughs> this was a different uh, topic then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, tomorrow's world used to tell you what <laughs> the world would be like in the future. And as it transpired, it was a tissue of lies from more or less from start Hello, to finish. Mate, but the vile lies. Well, they were vile lies. I really, you know, I, I put down a deposit on a hover car for when <laughs> yeah. I pass my test. And the, move, you feel like. the moving pavement. I dreamt of being accompanied to school by the same piece of dog excrement. Oh. It didn't happen. Anyway, <laughs> um, this this was largely just an excuse to remind myself of the brilliance of the vile lies of tomorrow as well. But Prisoner 879 does say he thinks, he says, this strikes me as a brilliant specialist subject for the world's most embittered mastermind contestant. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perhaps Frank could use this if he ever does Celebrity Mastermind. Praise redacted. The oh, vile lies of tomorrow's world as a topic. And we have Frank Skinner. Can you imagine, Frank? <laughs> that would be great. That would be the yeah. best one ever. Credit cards will light up in the dark so that... <laughs> imagine you spitting out the answers yeah. venomously. What were, what were credit cards going to do in the next 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> what was going to happen to the automatic gearbox? All, all those, one question after <laughs> an A. 
No, it would. That would be a good time. So it was nothing to do with the man who was the bitterest. Um, I brought him up for no right. good reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, he's probably still fairly bitter about the whole yeah. thing. I think that's all. I, I imagine. You know, we all go on about <laughs> bad losers and that, but bad losers are much more entertaining than, than good losers always. Oh, they stick around. When they used to have that thing at the end of the week, it's Link, when they'd done the walk of shame, when they used to interview them. Do you remember that? And sometimes they'd be... Well, I thought that was really unfair because I, some of them were really yeah. off on it. Right? Yeah. I loved their indignation. <laughs> the Guardian. <laughs> Frank Skinner This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 81215... Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Has there been contact? Yes. There has, actually. Okay. In fact, one of the people that's contacted via text message is um, is the BBC uh, football correspondent, Jason Mohammed on oh. his way to Salford oh. to cover the football. Yeah, He's I your was, new uh, friend now. Yeah, I, was, uh, I got interviewed by... Uh, Jason Mohammed and um, what a nice man he is. I'm, I'm planning. We're planning to see a Cardiff City West Brom game. He's he's yeah. brought that up. Okay. He said just texting in to say good to hear Frank talking on a recent podcast about how he loves Cardiff. A reminder: the offer to pop down and watch CCFC beat West Brom still stands. Oh, football bants as well. Yeah, bants. It's got it all. Oh! Bants. Is, is the Doctor Who ex- fine book. The Doctor Who experience, yeah. which used to have its own building on the bay, there was talk of moving it to Cardiff Castle. I wonder if that has happened. Oh. I'm not probably not the best person to ask. No, I'm, hey, I'm, looking, at, that. I'm looking at you, but I'm asking <laughs> the world. If they I did mean, that and then the space was just left vacant, they could just add a question mark to the Doctor Who like they've completely forgotten. Well, Doctor Who? Well, Lee, Lee Mack told me that he'd been to the Doctor Who experience and they had my outfit from when I was in Doctor Who there. To be fair, he your told outfit... Me, stuck in his throat to tell me, but nevertheless... <laughs> to be fair, your outfit from Doctor Who is probably the only outfit in the entire history of the show that I would wear. Okay, you like uh, that sort of Bernard Cribbins, the railway children. I look. think yeah. I could. I think I could work that look. You yeah, had a sort of. Did you have a waistcoat, Frank? I had. Um, I had dungarees. There yeah. may have been a waistcoat as well. I can't remember. I, I think yeah, I could rock that as if I was sort of running some sort of uh, theatre workshop in Stoke Newington. Well, Faye, our assistant producer to producer to be next week. She. Uh, you go dungarees on occasion. That's sort of more of a sort of handy pandy type of style. Oh, that's handy! What a lovely <laughs> an engineer. Did he? Where was Andy Pandy's friend? I don't know. Ask Al. He goes to his mechanical <laughs> device. <laughs> Andy Pandy, uh, Teddy Bear. The Teddy wasn't that. No, was his uh, one of his friends? Yeah, but that's not a name. That's a. a breed. Was it Looby Lou? Oh, Luby Lou, okay. Yeah, I don't what? know you're going to nickname <laughs> like that. <laughs> Come to think of it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Start interesting texting. I can't believe that struck me after about 60 years, but there you go. Anyway, yeah, Lou, here we go, Luby Lou, okay, here okay, we go, Luby Lou. He used to go, here we go, Luby Lou, all on a Saturday night. Okay. Well, I mean, we don't need the calendar entry, darling. So, um, let's talk about something else. Oh, dear, okay. Luby uh, <laughs> I know, Frank. I don't think oh, stop ma- saying it. I don't think I've made it up. Well, I've got a lot of catching it. up to do. I don't like it's on a Saturday night. Yeah, it? all on a Saturday night. I know. Let okay. Ian Stewart Dootson. <laughs> good to have a timetable. <laughs> Ian Stewart, mm. stop it. Go on. Ian Stewart Dootson has got in touch to say I'm, which is a little bit more wholesome. Yeah. I'm currently singing Violize burning like fire. Oh, that's mm. good. Violize. That could be my walk-on music yeah. on, on Celebrity Mastermind when I do the Violize of Tomorrow's World. <laughs> they don't have walk-on music. That would be good for them if they theme the music to what they're specialists What, like a sort of uh, Chris Eubanks, Simply the Best? 
Yeah, like when we had Alan Jones on my chat show and he came on to, if you tolerate this, then your children will be next. Oh, you did it. Yeah, he was fine with it. Uh, Lovely fact. lad. Okay. I mean, is that going to be your next autobiography? He was fine with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my next autobiography, how tragic. <laughs> I must be due one. I was asked to do one. How many have you written? On. I've only done uh, what I would call... Two. Why don't you do number three? No one cares anymore, let's face it. Goodness, why didn't you call it that? Yeah. I'd buy oh, no one cares anymore. <laughs> That's a good Frank title. Skinner alive. No, no, no one cares anymore, open brackets, let's face it. Close brackets. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. There was a very thrilling sighting this week. Mm. Thrilling because it involved uh, Thomas Cruise Mapatha the fourth. Oh yeah. Who <laughs> I don't think I've ever um harbored a crush on any living human for so long. Well, really. I just can't quit him. Me neither. <laughs> I quite I... like that freckly woman who's Joe Biden's spokesperson. <laughs> for God's Do you? sake, yeah. Frank. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Speaking but, of Mission but, Impossibles. I mean, I've always... <laughs> <laughs> but it is true that ever since I've known Emily, oh. Cruz has been in the chair, the good-looking guy chair. Yeah, Do you know, yeah. even you saying his name, I felt butterflies, Frank. Mm, I get when that when begin? somebody was mentions it, where Wendy it, Craig. Oh, yeah. oh extraordinary. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, um, she was in Butterflies. Oh, okay. oh, oh I yeah, like that. Okay. No, but okay. come on, it's not out of the realms of possibility that you would also... No, no, she was Elfin. I just think... Whereas I never fancied Michael Elphick. It's weird, no. isn't it? What, TV's Boone? Yeah. Boone was good, though. <laughs> I know. It was good. And actually, I really respect that you gave him his name, because as we know, he's one of those people like Lovejoy... Mm-hmm. who doesn't often get credited with his. His real name is rarely used. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Like a Boone, TV's Boone. There was also Tosh Lines from The Bill. Oh, yeah. He was never given his real name. Now, Thomas... Was it Cocktail that made you uh, a Tom Cruise fan? Is that when it oh, began? Oh, I wasn't some Johnny-come-lately. Oh, was I was the, the Outsiders, 1981. Oh, my God. Wow. Risky Business, 83. That's when you lot came on board. I was there well before I've that. I've never... Re- I liked him in The uh, Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> so did Al. Yeah, that, that was... That's Al's favourite film. That's in his top three. Oh, it's good, that Al would recommend it. What did you oh, recommend? I... Uh, uh, Emily had a big White recommendation. Lotus. White Lotus. White Lotus. Absolutely Lotus. brilliant. In fairness, that is a, a legal high that she was recommending off It wasn't. Was just... It's a six-part <laughs> drama on Sky. I recommended <laughs> the same thing to Emma Peel uh, in the 60s, and she drove one ev- always afterwards. Oh, lovely. What is it? It's a drama, is it? It's a drama. It's about privileged people in a holiday resort. OK. OK? Right. So you sure, might be able to relate to that, Frank. Sure it's not called Love Island? <laughs> no. OK. <laughs> Anyway, Tom. Anyway, so don't Tom... want to drift too far away from Tom. Oh, no. don't. Oh, wow. It's my... Ah, Frank, can't you ever introduce me? You're so well-connected. I've never met Tom Cruise, actually. I know. Which is oh. I'm one of the few people in the world who haven't met him because... He remember at film premiere? I wish I could meet him. <laughs> he would mingle for ages. and I mean, just at the end, people would say, I've already got your autograph. Get in the cinema. He's <laughs> so good with people, Tom. Oh, he's good. And... <laughs> You know why he's good with people? Yeah. Because he can't resist dropping the cruise grenade. Oh. I imagine he gets up and says, like, who am I going to watch being yeah. thrilled to yeah. meet Tom Cruise today? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He loves it. He loves it, Tom. We he... all love it, but not as much as Tom Tom loves it. Well, he's Tom. over here. He's filming Mission Impossible. He's been filming it for the last 14 Hold years. It. Mission Impossible <laughs> 7. Oh, he's still wow. got it, Frank. Wow, what happened to when the original cast members used to leave about at least around two? Like Greece too didn't have. I think Rydell High was in it, that was about it. (laughs) And these lucky beggars, they got a call. Uh, I believe they're called the Webs. They've lured my Tom in. And they got a call saying Coventry Airport is closed. I mean, if someone called me saying that, I'd say, big wow. Yeah. <laughs> but they said, can we land a VIP in your field? So they must have thought, a mare, 
maybe a football manager. Yeah. No, they got Cruz. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I bet you Coventry Airport was fully functional. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom said, "Can I land near some ordinary people today?" Oh. <laughs> Come on, I love those guys. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. You've been slightly zinged, Frank. Here oh, we were. No. Uh, we were discussing Tom Cruise uh, diverting his helicopter to land in some people's field, and uh, two seven one has texted. I like Frank's description of an ordinary person, someone who's got a field to land a helicopter. Yeah. In. yeah. Well, no, I, I did, it was. I was being Tom when I said ordinary person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, remember, there's a long way to go to be Tom from having your own yeah. field in Coventry. Yeah, my well, back garden, I couldn't have um, someone park a smart car. That would be too much for my back Well, he'd be, Tom would be causing chaos in my concrete patch. <laughs> well, um, yeah. <laughs> Here we go, Luby, Luby. Uh, <laughs> have I had anything to do with it? I um, was in a helicopter once and I flew over the home of Mohammed Fayyad. And um, he's, oh. he's got a big H on the roof where he lands his uh, helicopter. I've got a combine harvester. <laughs> and apparently he was absolutely furious that they wouldn't let him uh, put one on the top of Harrods. Really? So that he could fly to work. But um, oh. if you fly a commercial helicopter down uh, into London, you have to follow the line of the Thames. Oh, Them's the rules. Having an H in the garden... I flew out to the home once of uh, celebrity hairdresser Charles Worthington. Did you really? In Saint-Tropez. Okay. And I said, oh, is uh, Alan, that's his uh, partner around. He said, oh, he, he's just on his way back from work. And then I heard the, the whir of the chopper <laughs> and he landed on the H. Looked out the window. Wow. Flying around by heli. What a, what a lovely commute. What a lot. <laughs> lot of it must money be in a, serums. Must be a nightmarish walk for a celebrity hairdresser <laughs> underneath <laughs> the... Uh, the, the blades blowing it about <laughs> and customers do it I mean he must be really putting the spray on hadn't he before he gets off so that it's it's not messed <laughs> like up story well, about I... Michael Flatley <laughs> oh yeah yeah when I did uh, the Royal Variety performance and shared a dressing room with Michael Flatley he stood squatting in front of the mirror so that he could get his whole and he had hairspray in each Here hand. Here we go, Luby, Luby. Yeah, and he sprayed his hair. He emptied two <laughs> cans of hairspray onto his hair. But, of course, when you're dancing like that, keeping the hair utterly motionless is not easy. You don't become the lord of the dance without some serious illness. I know, but I could have taken him. This is the ozone layer, though, didn't it? Well, it... you've got the lord of the dance. How perfect do you want your life to be? Yeah. It, but I, what, what I'd like to have done is led him out of there and taken him to a building site and End not, the story give, there. not <laughs> given him a hard hat because it was not necessary. <laughs> Imagine them doing the check. No, no, Michael, you're okay. Oh, the Lord of the Dance. It's been a while, Frank. Yeah, it's just like it was like to see him warming up. So anyway, um, I'll tell you what disappointed me about Tom. Imagine, imagine if you lived below Dude. the Lord of the Dance. You say, oh, oh they've got mice. Excuse oh, me, I'm sorry racket. to bother you, but I, I think no, you no. might have a mice infestation upstairs. Yeah, he's got the flatly upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. If, if I'd have been Tom, what I would have done, I'd have got the helicopter to hover and I'd have done the cable drop from Mission Impossible. Oh, that would be good. Oh, they'd have loved... Imagine the photo opportunity. Tom in the, in the, in the black outfit on the cable. Oh, with the polo net. Can I tell you, if you'd have been Tom, you wouldn't be safe in this studio every week with me around. No. Because... What are you, some sort of cougar? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm younger than Tom. Oh, okay. Does it, is it so? You're Ooh. not a cougar <laughs> if the person is older. Is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. There's a there's a um a notion of it being slightly. I don't know. I, my my only knowledge is um, I, Courtney Cox. I believe did a didn't mm. she do Cougar mm -hmm. Town? She yes, did. I believe so. Oh, yeah, involved with a younger man. Um, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Anyway, more on uh, Mapatha okay. coming up. That's what he was known as at school, more on Mapatha. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 
So we should go on to discuss in detail what Tom got up to. Yeah, so he landed in their garden on the pretext that Coventry Airport was not yeah. operational. Oh, don't be so cynical, so jealous. I love the cynicism. He got oh, it, so went jealous. straight to the kids, which is nice, and uh, and and chatted to them a bit. He always uh-huh. delivers. Yeah, I don't know if he was delivering, but uh, <laughs> so he was delivering. <laughs> he always delivers. But he delivers Tom Cruise basically. Yeah. Um, and then he um, and then he gave them. Uh, a ride in his helicopter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I I was um, I was writing with David Baddiel in a cottage in uh, Whitney in Oxfordshire, and I agreed to do uh, Jonathan Ross's show. And uh, they, I said, I won't be able to get there in time because we're working. And they said, we'll send a helicopter for you. Wow. And then it was an incredibly... About I, I don't know. It was an incredibly foggy day. It was an earlier manifestation of his chapter. Yeah. It was very foggy, and poor David Baddiel had to drive me down there because they couldn't get the helicopter. But when I got there, they said, we, you, we paid for the helicopter... Sorry, that was my phone going off. I think, I think I it might be Jonathan Ross. I'm sorry. Believe it. It's <laughs> well, I'm not paying him back. That sounded like somebody had turned upside down one of those cows. I things. thought I'd turn my phone off. It's my Chewbacca alert. Anyway, as I, well, it, 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 I tell you what, I used to have a teddy bear that when you upended it, it made that noise. Sort of a groaning. Is is actually a member of the Ross family who has texted me. Okay, what a coincidence is that? Always with us, they're my little angels. Go on. Anyway, so um, they said, well, look, we've paid for the helicopter, so you can go for a. um, You can still have it for um, three hours. It's yours. So I. um, Cool. I took my girlfriend of the time, the phrase I like to use, my amour de jour, um, and her sister, nice. and we just went flying around. I remember there was a bit where the helicopter pilot, he made it feel like we were, we'd parked on top of the clouds because he just hovered with the, the legs of the thing on the top of the clouds. I, I, say, I love amour de jour to try and add some sort of French class to, <laughs> yeah, to the like whole that. experience. It's a yeah. bit like when uh, the 70s thing of uh, my lover... And someone was having an affair. But it was, it was, uh, it was great, and uh, I'm sure the kids loved it. Well, these kids, he elbow bumped them. Oh, okay. Then, Did he for COVID? Then he went to a restaurant in Birmingham called Ashes. Mm-hmm. Now this I don't know Ashes. Really the only restaurant in Birmingham I'm familiar with, as you may recall, Frank, is Grills Steakhouse with a Z. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually go mm-hmm. there. I virtually experienced it through uh, a thief who yeah. uh, charged course, it to my credit yeah. card, remember? My favourite mm-hmm. place in Birmingham is in um, Harborne, it's, and it's Paul's at number 41. Lovely. I'll recommend that. Well, you you <laughs> go ahead and recommend it, but that won't change Tom Cruise's mind because he's a, he, it, Ashes is his favourite. He liked it so much he bought two chicken tikka masalas £19.45 each. Yeah, but he didn't... He I, bought two. One well, in the one first, then another one. Well, exactly. I thought yeah. at first he took someone else, That's but it. then the, the, the owner of Asher's... No. Yeah. Um, he said, yes, um, Tom uh, ordered our chicken tikka masala, and then he ordered it... Ordered it again after he'd finished, and he said, "Which we take as the greatest compliment." I remember thinking to myself immediately, "If you're in Birmingham, don't go to Ashes. Small portions." That was my <laughs> that was my first thought. Absolutely, safe. Frank Skinner. We were just discussing Tom Cruise eating a meal that he enjoyed and then immediately ordering it again, which is uh, its not the sort of behaviour I think of as Tom Cruise-like. It's no. very me, actually. I didn't realise that me oh, and Tom Cruise <laughs> overlapped in the di- in the uh, Venn diagram. I'll tell you what I isn't very you, and you won't take this the wrong way. I'm sorry, guys, oh, but I just have to say, do you know what kind of a tip he left? So if we say the entire bill was 1945... Right, less than okay. that twice if he had it. No, this it's not nineteen forty-five. Alpha. Where do you think he's eating? Fortnum and Mason <laughs> dining halls. It's nineteen forty-five for the two masalas. Okay. Hmm. Do you know what his tip was, Al? Carbon. 
Surely that means that one of them cost something two and a half, twelve. Well, he might have had a salty lassie. All right, fair enough. He might have had it, a salty lassie. Do you know what his tip time. was? I'll, I'll put it to you. Yes. Do you know what his tip was? Uh, 45 pence. Rounded 60, it up. 60 pounds. Whoa! Uh, nice. Thanks, Fiona. What do you say to that? Well, I was once with uh, Dennis Leary, the American actor and comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a friend of mine, and we were in Planet Hollywood. Oh. And um, he. Wow, this is the most <laughs> 90s <laughs> anecdote I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> and he paid for the meal, and then when the waitress came over, he gave her a tip of £250. Oh, shut up. And she burst into tears. I actually makes me really like him. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Mission Impossible 7, I think what's funny is that when, when I get an email from Dennis Leary, it says on the bottom, from the set of Ice Age 9, which is a joke, but when you <laughs> consider that Mission Impossible 7 is real, <laughs> Tom is catching him up, he's, he's joking, because um, Dennis is the voice of the... Um, Sabre-toothed tiger. Are you still friends with him? Yeah. That's a very glamorous friend. I hope you don't mind me saying for you. He's a good pen pal, for sure. I'm quite jealous of that. No, he's a a very good bloke. Uh, So, Tom, I think no-one's come out of this badly. It's great for Tom. It's Mm. great for Ashes. That family... They don't deserve it, frankly, because they didn't put in the sheer hours of dedication I've put in. I should have had him landing on my concrete patch. Well, I met a woman who was... Uh, they had... A, the police came to their house and said... Um, Big round of applause. And they said, um, could, could... Would it be all right if the Beatles go through your back garden to avoid um, fans? This was obviously back in the 60s. And so they arrive with two ladders, they put one either side of their top fence and then the gate opened and in, ca- in the days when they were four lovable mop tops. Cool. And they, she said she told all her mates and they were all lined up, they had like a sort of a guard of honour up the garden and they walked up, climbed over one ladder and went down the other oh. ladder and, they, and off to the gate. Wow. That would have been I would have asked them if they'd uh, do a Photoshop on the ladder carrying BOAC bags, (laughs) (laughs) but in my garden. But what a thing. Can the Beatles come through your garden? Well, no, actually, we're having a barbecue. (laughs) So, no, they can't. That Oh, I'm a bit jealous of having that story. Oh, no, it's the best, isn't it? Look, Sarah Champion is uh, up next. Listen to Sarah. And thank you again for listening to us. It means a very great deal. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. 